First Sip Brewbox is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brewbox have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation. USA Podcast. Coming to you live from the Spoonwood Brewery. It's episode 79 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. I'm joined with my host, as always, Adam. Good to be here. And we have our favorite third mic when he's on the show, <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> I'm here for you guys. And we're joined by Steve Ilnicki from Spoonwood Brewery, the head brewer here. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for coming on. And as always, I'm regular Steve. <laughs> regular. <laughs> I'm just regular Steve. You're the one that's on the knobs, the ones and the twos, the man that does the mixing. I'm running out of platitudes here. That's fine. You don't yeah. have to. You okay. pretty much covered all about, of them. Yeah. That's a, it's not about me. It's about uh, other Steve today. That's right. <laughs> regular Steve, your chop liver. That's right. <laughs> so thanks for coming on the show with us, Steve. Yeah, thanks for having we, me. We've been, uh, we've been trying to get down here for a while. It's been right. a while. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a long time in the works. But we are finally here. We are finally able to try some of your beers. I look forward to it. Yeah. yeah. So we might as well just kick it right off. Obviously, we're going to be doing Spoonwood beers tonight, but... Right. They have a very special beer coming out this week, and we want to focus on that. So I'll just let other Steve take it away, and he can introduce us to the brand new hotness. Cool, yeah. So this is the third year that we've done a benefit beer for the Turtle Survival Alliance, and each year we do a stupid turtle pun. (laughs) Um, This year it's called Turtle Waste of Time. And we can talk about that, and you'll take a look at the can and see what the turtle has in his hands there and maybe even look at the color scheme on the can and maybe you recognize it from a certain website but this year's beer is a black lager and it's a it's just a basic beer it's a it's a no frills kind of a beer and that's what we wanted to go for sort of in the face of what's been going on in in brewing and also um up against what we've done for the the previous two beers for this event um, those other two beers that we've done were more like bells and whistles kind of beers with with a lot of adjuncts. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember last year's was it it was a t- turtle recall, mm-hmm. but I remember it was an IPA that was a lot like the Dogfish Head Lupa Luau. I kind of like the Turtle Recall a little bit more, <laughs> but I mean, I still really like just kind of that pineapple coconut IPA. That right. Just, it was definitely really unique and tasty for yeah. sure. <laughs> and it was fresh, so yeah. I like that, but right, right, I'm definitely, right, yeah, it makes a difference. I'm definitely interested in the black lager now. So this is more of a, a back to, I shouldn't say back to basics, but back to, to your roots uh, yeah, kind I mean, of thing. It, it sort of is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's a really basic style. Um, we weren't going for any kind of a traditional, like, like Schwartz beer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's lager yeast and uh, some dark malts and some, some two-row malts and um, sort of I, I think the, the, the malts kind of um, speak for themselves being that it's a lager. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully that's the case. 
<laughs> so we should probably find that out. Yeah. So obviously, uh, it, it's a black lager. So oh, wow. Taking a look at it, it's pretty black. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, dark beer. Mm-hmm. But it, it has a nice, uh, like, tan head to it. Yeah. It, if you just walked up to it, you could be convinced that this was a, a, a stout or a porter. Oh, for porter. sure. Yeah. This yeah. thing <laughs> absorbs all light. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely dark. On the nose, there's a lot of maltiness, though. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just out of curiosity, what was the ABV on this one? This one is rather light. It's 4.8. Oh, so this is a, an easy drinker. It is, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of has that, that Guinness thing going on okay. where it's intimidating in its appearance. Um, <laughs> a lot of people will say, I can't drink dark beers. They're just so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the case at all with Guinness or with this beer. Either. Right. So with that in mind, is there any chance that this would... This is only in cans, correct? Uh, we will have some limited draft, which we will uh, have available this weekend. Is there any chance that that would be served on nitro, similar to a Guinness? We're actually not going to. Okay. Serve. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, but yeah, most of the batch did wind up in cans. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Adam just likes to check. He enjoys his nitro. I do. I do. <laughs> I've already jumped in. I've never in. seen a, a nitro lager. Have, have you guys ever had, had a lager that was... Well, I'm not nitro saying porter, I'm just saying nitro that I stout. Have no, but that doesn't mean it can't happen. Exactly. Yeah. I think the weirdest nitro I've had is uh, the the Rubeus by Founders. Oh, that was like really that, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, it's just a real raspberry. velvety raspberry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Big fan. Yeah. I, I like that one. It really works on that. <laughs> it does. But I've already jumped ahead on the black lager. It's pretty good. Oh, you already went ahead and yeah. drank it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've already okay. been tasting. That well, old Steve. Yeah, mine's mostly good. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it's got that real sessionable drinking quality to it. Like, it's nice and smooth. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. This is definitely better than a Yingling. Oh, <laughs> I would. Wow, high <laughs> praise. I mean. <laughs> no, that is. I mean, Yingling's been around 1829. No, yeah, yeah. Yingling's a great also coming yeah. from me as a person who doesn't like Yingling. Right, that's oh. the thing. Yeah. Oh. Like, for me, that's my baseline. My, yeah. Yingling is my, my baseline. My go-to, if there's no craft options, wherever I am, is to just pick up a Yingling. Agreed. Now, I will say, with this right here, I wish that this can be in a lot of different pubs and everything that I frequent because that would be my go-to pool, uh, darts, yes. beer. This yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah, this, I think this would be everybody's favorite like fall beer right yeah. now. Yeah. This is an excellent fall beer. Yeah, I agree. And, and yeah. Dennis, like you said, this is a good pub beer. Yeah. 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 It's phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I think um, lagers are just underrated. They get a bad rap. Um, so doing a black lager is definitely really unique. And it still gives you a lot of taste with the maltiness in there. So I definitely appreciate it. So you guys think I'm going to be able to get a picture of this for <laughs> 225 <laughs> with the Buckeyes game? <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> I'll just tell you that right now. No. All right. Well, then let's move on and let's talk to Steve more about just Spoonwood in general. Uh, how long have you guys been open? We are... Uh, near the end of our fourth year. Mm. So we opened uh, January 2015. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I've been coming here for probably about three years, I think. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. Same here. And we have our co-host, Sam, who lives in the area, so that okay. kind of draws us out here, especially <laughs> especially because you guys have that really nice patio outside and everything, and it's just like you guys have some of my favorite beers mm-hmm. that have emerged in the, like, the scene out here. 
I think uh, the Cold Drip City we oh, talk about yeah. on yeah. the show so all the tasty. time. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Smoke and Oats, I still remembered from last year. Like, I've had dreams about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are um, definitely the best brewery on Baptist Road. So. There you go. <laughs> now, that's something that needs to go on a T-shirt. <laughs> best brewery. And, and Make then that happen. <laughs> Dennis can sell it on the sell, sell it on sell, the store. Sell it those brew boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So what kind of was the original, uh, like, initiation of opening Spoonwood, though? Like, you, you're not just a good brewery. You also have, like, a really good food menu and everything. So how did this whole thing come about, being that you have such great food and great beer? It wasn't always that way, I don't think, uh, to be perfectly honest. When we first started, we knew that we wanted to have a food element. Obviously, that was part of the planning um, because this, this was a purpose-built building uh, new from the ground up uh, so the kitchen was always a part of it but how we have come to utilize the kitchen has definitely changed when, when we first opened um, we were thinking brewery 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 and what can we put on the side of it so that people have something to do while they're drinking and I think we learned the hard way um, how the menu needed to evolve and, and here we are and we've actually come a long way we, we've got so we had the the wood-fired pizza oven from the get-go, that's mm. always been there. And I think that's always been a strong sort of um, central point for the food menu. Last year, we added the smoker, which has also become an integral part of the menu. Um, we've, we've got smoked meats on their own, but then they also, the smoked meats make their way into other parts, you know, like on pizzas and things mm. like that. Like I said, it wasn't always this way. And I think we had to, to learn some things. Um, none of the people involved in getting this place started are restaurateurs. I certainly am not a restaurant person. Um, so it was a learning process, definitely. Okay, cool. I guess, you know, if you know the South Hills area, it, people in the area definitely have their tastes. Yes. To, trying to not, <laughs> you know, cast anybody in a highfalutin light or anything, but, you know, the <laughs> more refined tastes. So. Yes. I guess it starts when they like the beer, but would like, you know, a menu right. that, you know, also matches that. But that wood fire pizza is probably one of the oh. best. Oh. <laughs> Thinking about it now, you guys yeah. do to-go pizzas, right? Like, we I do. Just get yeah. it. Okay. Just, I did not I know that. Because I think I'm taking one home with me, to be honest. <laughs> to-go, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, then, let's get this episode rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy needs a pizza. That's right. <laughs> Breakfast pizza, Dennis? The Wake and Bake. Have you had their breakfast pizza? You, oh, no. I thought you were saying, like, when I wake up in the morning, I eat pizza. Cause oh. I did that today. So, <laughs> that's a breakfast pizza to me. But no, no the, I was just asking the, if you the had wake their and bake? No, yeah, actually, the wake I, and bake. I, that I, is my favorite pizza that's, here. That's a great one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. is it your favorite? Because it's the best. Oh, oh. And <laughs> I deserve the best. Because I kind of want some. <laughs> it's a breakfast pizza. Like <laughs> sausage, sausage. Bacon. Eggs. Oh, egg, yeah. Yeah. There's eggs? Oh, yeah. do that? You bet your sweet bippies. You crack an egg on the feet. I don't make them, but you crack an egg on the pizza and put it in there. Game changer. Yep. All right. This Game is changer. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> this is going yeah. on with me. <laughs> well, Dennis is sold. Yeah. Yep. Some, That's it. Somehow this has turned into a pizza podcast. I get, well, eh, whatever. We're t- I mean, hey, we're drinking turtle beer. That's true. <laughs> oh, I just got that. There you go. <laughs> oh, I just got it too. It's like a domino effect. It'll go around. <laughs> One twenty-two and an eight. Everybody will catch it. So obviously, uh, before uh, Spoonwood opened there. It, 
there was uh, brewing talents. I, I assume that you and your crew were home brewers before all of this started up. Uh, how long were you involved in, in home brewing? What what was the deciding point to open a brewery? What was what was the back back story? Right. Yeah. Definitely home brewing. I was not as avid of a home brewer as a lot of people are these days, uh, but it was definitely a love of mine, a passion, and it's something that that I kind of look back on wistfully. Um, it. <laughs> The, the beer scene has changed so much in recent years and, and it's great um, a lot of the changes have, have been for the better but it's so easy to be nostalgic about the way things were when oh, yeah. they first started you those know, damn the first kids yeah, exactly and that's me definitely. I'm definitely a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to the brewing scene but Charlie Papazian, The Joy of Home Brewing, mm-hmm. I mean, that was my yep. Bible. Definitely, mm-hmm. I've read that yep. book a couple of times, cover to cover, and the other books that he's written, and Randy Mosher, and things like that, still kind of, it, when I feel like I'm losing some direction, I kind of turn back to there as, as kind of a, a basis to mm-hmm. focus in on, on what, what I was feeling and thinking when beer was most exciting. When it was fun. Yeah, right. Still right, fun. It was, well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fun for me. It's still fun, but uh, definitely some of. I mean, the, the shine, some of the shine is worn off. Some of the newness mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is definitely. It's not like it once was for me. Right. Is that possibly due to like having to always keep up with trends in a way, or because like like you said, like this black logger was just your way of kind of getting back. Back so to that, basics. So that sounds kind of just like you just decided to do what you wanted to do, but also you have to keep things on tap that are in line with the tastes of people who are drinking. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's so much keeping up with trends um, because although, I mean, we, we definitely do some beers that, that are, are more or less current, uh, we don't really go out of our way to do that. We're, we're not really chasing any certain styles. Okay. And um, to be perfectly honest, it, when you kind of put the whole package together with this beer, total waste of time, color scheme looks a little bit like a like a beer rating site that you mm-hmm. might be oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we wanted to do a beer that was kind of the antithesis of that you know a mm-hmm. beer that's not really gonna like get people excited to go out and, <laughs> and say but still at the same time they wish that they can have that a lot of the times maybe after they had a couple IPAs they're like okay I'm done with all that I wish I had total wasted time right yeah. now yeah hopefully Oh. It still has that ex- exclusivity factor yeah, <laughs> that, that people will chase. So yeah, <laughs> and the can's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, it definitely has a you know an unnamed <laughs> thing I don't even use anymore. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I yeah, not nearly as much as I used to. After I got my thousand beer badge, I just nah. Nah. oh yeah, I, do you referring to Untapped? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually never used it. Really? Not once. Oh, okay. It just kind of takes away. If I, there's something I really like, I typically carry around a little beer journal. I just jot it down in there. Oh, so okay. you were you were ahead of the times. Yeah, nothing's better than taking pen to paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. I, I've never used it either, and I'm not. I'm not even passing judgment on it when I say right. that. I just, it's just as a matter, a matter of fact, I haven't used it. Yeah. Um, but I have seen, you know, when we do festivals and things like that, and even, I mean, people out at the bar here, if I happen to be there when, when somebody has a, a glass of beer served in front of them, first thing they do is pull out their phone. And um, I, think it, I think social media can enhance, whether it's beer or, or other, right. other types of social media, it, it can enhance the experience. 
I also see how it can detract from it as mm, well. Yeah, um, right. When, when you're kind of instead of just in, you know having a, your firsthand experience with with what's in front of you, you're turning to to other things that uh, it, it's weird that, that to almost like do something where you you need to have somebody else's. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to hit on. It kind of steals away from your personal experience because you're doing it just to show other people what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Just to give an example, it's like a stewardess that flies all over the world. They take pictures and they save them to post them later to show all the cool things that they're doing. You're living your life for other people as opposed yeah. to just doing it for yourself. Right. And, and in that sense, the beer actually becomes secondary. Yes. Like the actual taste and flavor right. of the beer. Right. Because like, right. I mean, right. I'm sh- there's plenty of beers out there and I know people post about them and they don't necessarily taste good, but because they have the associated name, that's the flavor du jour. Right. You know, people want to read posts or whatever. It's about the it. it beer. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, th- and that's kind of why I quit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about and anybody then, else. I just wanted a journal like you have. There. Right. right. What you was know? good? What was bad? Yeah. Because I have a mm-hmm. shitty exactly. memory. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I run into plenty of people who say that that is the reason that they like it. And I think that's totally legit. Mm-hmm. 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 As long as you don't let that run your drinking experience, right. I, I think it's perffectly right. fine to use, but like you said, there are people out there that they'll chase that high you know they'll find that beer right. that nobody else can have that nobody else is going to find, and they'll get it simply so they can check it in so they can yep. say, "Look what I got, <laughs> which I mean, <laughs> look what I got, and you don't right <laughs> well, look what we got, we got the turtle That's waste it. of time That's turtle right. waste of time. <laughs> But you can go. You can get it too this weekend <laughs> and longer, <laughs> and it benefits animals. Not so, just any animal. Well, turtles, 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 of course. So mm-hmm. yeah, actually, I wanted to ask more about the charity itself, and also why turtles. Like, yeah, why? I mean, it's, it's a great question, and <laughs> I found myself asking that same question before we agreed to do it. Um, a, a guy who's become a friend of mine, his name's Eric, uh, was somebody who would uh, come in Spoonwood uh, somewhat regularly. He has since moved out of state. Uh, but when he lived nearby, he was coming in here, and, and we sort of got to know each other. And he said, hey, by the way, how would you like to make a beer for turtles? And I thought, why would I make a beer for turtles? Like, <laughs> just like you asked me, yeah. you know, why would I want to do that? Um, then I thought about it. I thought, you know what? It's a cool opportunity. As it turns out, people like turtles. They, ju- yeah. they just do. And, and we mm-hmm. find that out firsthand when we have these events, and they bring the, the turtles here to Spoonwood, and people are really drawn to them and spend all day just kind of like, you know, they let the turtles walk around out in the grass out That's there. Cool. Mm. To yeah, be fair, they're not going to run away. No. <laughs> no. no. Right. Definitely right. That's, that's a pretty far. <laughs> that's a pretty easy wrangling job. Yeah. But we are certainly not the first brewery to do this. There were at least two others who had done it before we did. And when Eric came to me and said, hey, would you like to do this? Uh, there was a brewery in Texas, which is where he now lives. And, I, and the name escapes me right now. They may have been the first. And then Holy City is a brewery that maybe you've heard of there in South Carolina. Okay, yeah. They have been doing, annually, they've been doing a turtle benefit for the, mm. the TSA mm. um, as well. And, and I think I think they just had their craft beer week over the summer, and, and I believe they did a new beer. Okay, that's well. cool. Awesome. So this is the third or fourth uh, turtle beer? This is our third one. Third one? Okay. What is the actual details on the event this weekend? So everybody... I mean, who's listening on Friday? Right, <laughs> which you should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. So, so just like any other Saturday, we're open 11:30 a.m. until 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beer will be for sale starting when we open. The group that's bringing the turtles out, uh, they're out near Philly. They're they're uh, with uh, an outfit called the TurtleRoom.com. 
they'll probably be here. They usually get uh, to Spoonwood like around one o'clock on a Saturday. They'll set up. They'll have their charles. People can go and interact with them. That's awesome. <laughs> um, there will be live music, I believe, at seven. And really, it's it's just centered around coming out, trying the new beer, being around these really cool looking animals, yeah. uh, raising a little bit of money for for a good cause. Well, I mean, we're down with that. I mean, Adam, Adam and I, Adam and I just hosted a charity event for uh, you know, Tales on the Trails, which is yep. for uh, Humane Society. So we're definitely for oh, yeah. animals and raising money for animals yeah. through the use of beer. Well, we can also <laughs> raise animals. We can raise animals, yeah. but. <laughs> um, that's why I was hanging in my head, but I would love to raise animals. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing I wanted to touch on, though, is Spoonwood is kind of known for having all of these events. Like you have cornhole tournaments, like almost all the time. You have, you know, these charity events. You have live music all the time. Who keeps all that straight, and who <laughs> who decides that? what you know events are going to happen here yeah i mean we, we do try to plan ahead and we meet as a group a couple of times a month and and look out on the calendar we try to stay at least a month ahead um like you said we do we, we do cornhole maybe not quite as often as you think um <laughs> i think this so we, we actually do have a cornhole tournament coming up this weekend uh, on sunday and that will be the second one that we've done uh this year Live music is something that we try to do on every Thursday, at least when the weather's nice. And then we run into, we'll bring the, the stage indoors uh, when it gets cold. And we try to keep that going as long as we can into the winter. Uh, but yeah, we, we try to keep things interesting for the people um, who want a little bit more than beer and food. Very cool. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and you guys have the space for different events. I mean, yeah. I remember whenever oh, I don't want to say it, but when I had my 30th birthday <laughs> back there, you guys definitely have a lot of room, a lot of great uh, appetizers, really good food. Yeah, so I definitely agree with that. I mm-hmm. enjoy it. As a matter of fact, tonight we're we're back in the brewery. Yeah, uh, because they got live music going out. Right, going yeah. on right now. Yeah, Scott Blazy, the lead singer of the Clarks, is right. taking up space. <laughs> and if you're listening in Pittsburgh, you know who that is. Yeah, cigarette. Every time. Great. Well, you want to come back to this beer? Your yeah, final definitely. Uh, bottom line, I like it. I drink it again. Me too. That was easy. It's not only is it a good beer, but it also goes to a good cause. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's an easy beer to double up on. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's an it's yeah. an easy review. It's a good beer. I drink it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I it's a good review for me because, since I'm not a big lager fan. But that's actually it, that's very true. It's it's got it's got a little bit of that dark roastiness and mm-hmm. like the maltiness is not too heavy for me. But it's still enough to it still has that that kind of lagerness to it. Yeah, it, it and it's just like sessionable, especially for fall. Right. That's yeah. It's a great fall beer. Yeah, <laughs> definitely agree with that. One hundred percent. It's one of those beers that's still full of flavor, but you don't get tired of it. There's right. a lot of beers out there where I can have maybe, maybe two of them, and then I'm ready to move on to something different. I can definitely see myself playing a long night of darts and pool, and this is the only <laughs> thing that I drink. <laughs> you just said darts. Could we possibly see this over at the corner pub at some point? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I want this. Uh, <laughs> they want to buy some cans. Because <laughs> last night I was out playing darts for a few hours, and the only thing they really had that was close to crafty by definition was yingling. And after the third one, my mouth was like, I don't want this anymore, mm-hmm. but there were there was no other options. This would have fit that need perfectly. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> agree. Yeah. I just would have started with it, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have even started with the England, but yeah. So what do you say? We take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Uh, get reset for segment two. We uh, get paid. Yeah, let's get paid this episode. Okay, we'll try. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? We'll get paid. And we'll be right back when for segment two. 
What is up, Hop Nation? This is Jason Sircone of BreakingBrews.com, also of the Over a Couple of Beers podcast that is soon to be coming out of retirement. You can catch up on old episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, and follow OACOB podcast on social media. Looking forward to wrapping with you guys on the podcast waves very soon. Today, I am here to talk to you about Pittsburgh Libations Week. That's right, the inaugural Pittsburgh Libations Week is coming your way starting Friday night, October 12th, and we are getting the party started in grand fashion with a kickoff bash taking place at Nova Place in the north side. Nova Place was home to Fresh Fest as well as the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild Brewery Guide launch. So we're looking forward to bringing another great event to that venue, and we are going to be showcasing all sorts of beer, spirits, mead, ciders, all types of fermented beverages will be on hand at this event. You do not want to miss it. So to get your tickets, all you need to do is jump over to universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. That's universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. You're going to get a good idea of everybody who is joining the party, who's going to be pouring samples for you guys, and you can grab your tickets to be part of the event that's starting it all. Once that event concludes, the rest of the week is going to be filled with all sorts of great events. We've got a golf scramble plan. We've got a whiskey dinner. We've got whiskey and beer symposiums on the schedule, an axe throwing tournament, and a lot of our great sponsors that are making Pittsburgh Libations Week possible have got some really cool events lined up. So check out the event calendar on our website at www.pittsburghlibationsweek.com. And you can also follow Pittsburgh Libations Week on social media. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily information and all kinds of fun stuff. So we'll be wrapping with you guys leading up to and all the way through the inaugural Pittsburgh Libations Week. We can't wait for you guys to join us. Check out the kickoff bash page once again, universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. We look forward to partying with you guys October 12th through October 20th. Welcome back to episode 79 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. I'm sorry, I don't have a sports reference for number 79 quite yet. I'm okay. still working on that one. Okay, you keep working on it. We'll get back to it. Segment three, I'll get you something. All right, good. Yeah. But we're we here. Better, Adam. <laughs> we expect <laughs> more out of you. <laughs> we're here live, though, at Spoonwood Brewery, and we're still sitting down with the head brewer, Steve Vilnicki, and we've got a second beer for us, and I'm going to turn it right over to him to introduce it. Awesome. All right, so we have Cinnamon Ghoul, which is our pumpkin spice ale, and we try to keep it seasonal. Uh, we don't put it out in July. We actually just oh, released God. it today. <laughs> oh, this is a fresh release today. This is a fresh release. Wow. This is yeah. This was tapped just today. Nice. I like that. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's pretty standard. I mean, it looks like a pumpkin ale. It's the color that you would expect. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of an amberish, orangish hued an- amber color. Uh, it's got your typical cinnamon, nutmeg. Uh, we like to use ginger, and we put some vanilla in there, and then of course there's. A moderate amount of pumpkin puree mm-hmm. as well. Is there a particular reason why you're using the ginger in the recipe, just to kind of give it a little bit of a pop? Or? Yeah, I think I think it kind of gives it a brightness. Okay, mm-hmm. um, a little I, kick of heat. Yeah, like well, not even so there. much heat, but um, yeah, I think it's it's bright, it's juicy, it's almost a little bit fruity. I like ginger a lot. Um, we don't put it in a ton of beers, but I always enjoy it when we do. It's good for you. 
I did not know that. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah oh. ginger root's great for you. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so this is a healthy beer. Mm, yeah, you... well, sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a healthy beer. Cinnamon's exactly. also good for you. <laughs> Man, we're bringing the ass to, to work with, though. I mean, so we, we get the ginger root and got we used a little more than four pounds of ginger root in, in oh, this. Wow. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you have Ginger's to sit down powerful. and you have to, to peel it. Yeah. And so what I do is I sit down and, and peel it a, a piece at a time, and then we, we run it through a juicer. Oh, okay. And and I ended up with 40-some ounces of uh, fresh ginger juice. Oh, right so, on. So it is potent. Yeah. We're talking about 40 ounces of ginger juice into oh, yeah. 465 gallons of beer. Okay. Cool. And, and it comes beer. through. I, th- I think the ginger that. actually comes through. Yeah, it actually came through a little bit on the nose when I was smelling it. Yeah. I was able to pick it out there. Um, now, how many years have you guys been making the Cinnamon Gorge or Fall Pumpkin Beer? I don't know if this is the second or third. Our first go at a pumpkin beer was called Pie Bandit, and we actually got a cease and desist oh, on that one. Oh, really? We did. Yeah, it was really odd. We got a, we got a letter from an attorney uh, who represents, I can't even remember the name of it, but I, I want to say it may have been a, a winery. Oh, okay. oh, okay. That utilized that name, and I guess there's some legislation that says across the board for al- alcoholic beverages, uh, even though theirs is a wine and ours is a beer, and to me there's a clear distinction. Right. Right. Yeah, you can't get them confused. No, it's not so much the case. So that wasn't a problem. We said, hey, we're happy to play along. And mm-hmm. well, they had us remove all traces of that beer from the internet <laughs> and social oh, wow. media and, and whatnot. So. Scrub clean. Well, some uh, <laughs> Jason Bourne type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, but we came up with something that I like much more. Cinnamon Bowl. Yeah, um, that's pretty badass. So speaking of, I'm taking a look at the packaging on this one. Obviously, the beers that we have here are, are we came from on the tap. Um, yep. But there is also a, a very interesting 32-ounce bottle sitting right here with the Cinnamon Ghoul branding on it. Uh, what's the story with this? So this is a popular beer for us. Okay. And um, people definitely like to take it home. We tried to get this beer to last for at least a month so that it pushes up right near Halloween. Okay. Um, and, and so for the second year now, we've, we've released it right at the end of September. So we hope to get about a month out of it. And so doing a half-size growler helps us li- limit the portions a little bit. Makes sense. Um, and then this year we also made it exclusive. So we have a sort of logoed 32-ounce growler, and it's the only way to take the beer to go. Gotcha. Okay. So it's not canned? You can't get in a 64-ounce growler or anything no, like that? No, right. So we won't fill any other growlers. We did sell some of these last year, but it wasn't exclusive. So if somebody has one from last year, they can bring it back and we'll fill it up. And then okay. we've got a certain amount that we have where you can buy them this year and right on refill them as many times as you like very cool did you guys change the recipe at all since you started making cinnamon ghoul or has it been pretty consistent the the malt and grain recipe is the same hops as well it's not a hoppy beer i mean there's there's a minimal amount of hops in here uh we tweaked the spicing a little bit this year well, I've been tasting as I you know, guys I, have been asking questions. Kind of jelly over here. Well, stop asking questions. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a podcast. I know. Yeah. Well, hey. Curious character. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you right up front, I get that brightness oh, from the, the ginger. That, that That's a really, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's there. It's 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 oh. not like spicy like ginger. Sometimes you would think it would be if you ever eaten it like with sushi or anything. Right, right. But it's like definitely really bright. And it has a very I would say a very light mouthfeel mm-hmm. to it. It doesn't have that kind of heaviness that a lot of other pumpkin beers have. Yeah, it's not like it's yeah, it's not like candy slurry. Right. Yeah, and it, <laughs> right. it's lower alcohol too. It's uh I think it's 5.3. Okay. Mm. So it's not like um I so I chose this beer 
for this round here for us to taste on purpose because I think pumpkin beer is definitely amongst brewers anyway and they sort of have a bad rap and you you can easily find many brewers who will say I fucking hate making <laughs> <laughs> um, they do it because that's what the people want right right yeah then. I mean so that's definitely part of the reason why we do it I actually like drinking them I don't like to drink them all year long mm-hmm. right and I don't even like to drink them all month long really you know yeah. but um, I'm a fan of some of the classics there's a certain pumpkin beer that built a nearby brewery yeah oh yeah I know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about right? so, the house the king built that's right and that, that's a great I love that beer so we have have fun making this people have fun drinking it i don't see any reason not mm-hmm. to do it yeah it, it just goes right along with the season it's it's like when you get into stout season right you know it, you get into those big heavy stouts and things like that you're not going to be drinking them in june and july but when mm, december and not. january rolls around <laughs> stout season and this yeah, is for sure you know this is this beer season right now it's this this beer's time to shine and I, it yeah. certainly is I, i'm i'm now in the mood i'm willing to drink pumpkin beers i had my first one like a week ago, Ooh. so now I'm good. I'm I'm good to drink them now. Yeah. So <laughs> right, it's I, I always try to put it off though till like the last two weeks or so of September. I being that they come out and I've seen it. it I've seen it mid August. Yeah, late August. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to, to me, when I when I start to wear blue jeans on purpose rather than shorts out in public, <laughs> that's when it's time. Yeah, it signifies it's pumpkin. Right, sure. exactly. The weather changes. The flannel does too. Is like perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have our flannels on. That's right. how we know it's okay. It's proper attire. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it's limited to just the beer industry. I saw something on uh, social media where this girl got a pumpkin spice latte. It was like in the middle of the summer, and she was instantly labeled basic because that's a basic move. Well, yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> stone cold fact. <laughs> and maybe she was. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, the, the pumpkin spice thing definitely is out of hand. Oh yeah, no uh, doubt. But as far, as far as pumpkin beer goes, there's a time and a place. Absolutely, yeah. and I think you guys did a phenomenal job. Um, just like the black lager, this is a pumpkin beer I can get behind. It's not overly spiced. It's so well balanced, so light, juicy, and bright. Mm-hmm. I, this is another one I wouldn't mind having on tap close to where I live. There you but, go. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Based upon earlier conversation, that will not be feasible. <laughs> you can take some home. That's right. <laughs> Thirty-two ounces at a time. But yeah, I, I I'm about it. And yeah. I think I think it's I think it's different from a lot of the other offerings you get out there in the market. I mean, you know, pumpkin is a little heavier. Warlock is obviously heavier. Oh, well, right, right. <laughs> uh, this one is, you know, it's bright. It's mm-hmm. it's easy. It's sessionable. It's you know another fall kind of campfire drinker. Right. If yeah. you really want to. But so, I think yeah. this leans more towards the early part of fall rather than the right. late part of fall. Yeah. Yeah. Where it may snow. <laughs> right. It's a perfect assessment because it's super pumpkin related smells on the nose but as soon as you get in there you get some of the taste but it's mm-hmm. like hey i'm not here to make right. you hate your life right we're not we're not sticking around <laughs> to make sure that everything is dying on the trees <laughs> there's no cinnamon rim needed mm-hmm. <laughs> no additives right so steve you had mentioned earlier that that a lot of brewers don't don't like this type of beer to in in terms of the brewing process and things like that is there any particular beer that that you don't like to brew for any particular reason or one that you do enjoy to brew in terms of the process itself is there anything that that stands out to you one way or another uh, that's a great question i think i mean there's nothing that really is standing out to me as a beer that i don't like to brew because of the process maybe if you're talking about a mash that is uh really thick and viscous and doesn't want to run off mm-hmm. you know if you guys i know that you're home brewers if, if you do 
um, if you're all grain brewing yep. and you're trying to get a mash to run and you've got a lot of, um, <laughs> you know, like maybe a high percentage of wheat, definitely a lot of rye. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we made, um, in previous uh, uh, versions of a pumpkin beer, we were putting pumpkin into the mash and we had some trouble with that, with the, the loudering, with, you know, getting the, separating the liquid from the, the mash. So beers like that, I mean, just the process of it can be frustrating if you're talking about a six hour long runoff as opposed oh, wow. to mm-hmm. yeah. it might, might be, you know, an hour. Right. It just doesn't want to play along. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, there isn't anything that I, I really don't like. I personally am, am not a, a fan of sour beers. Oh, neither so, am I. Anything that makes your face go, mmm. <laughs> so we're, we're really, we haven't been doing, we, we've done a couple, um, but James, who I brew with, uh, is. So we okay. definitely will. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely will do more of those. So it, in that same vein, we have to ask this. We have to ask about horror stories in the brewery. Uh, just a, a bad day where nothing went right or anything like that. Is there any, any horror stories from out of the brewery that you have? Just, just everything went wrong. Anything like that? Man, I can't think of anything where the entire day was was just terrible. But you definitely go through each week knowing that <laughs> something is going, something is going to happen, and it might not be this week. It might not not even be the next week. And then you might get lulled into a false sense of uh, you know a month goes by, and, good, and then something will happen. I mean, we've had days where. We came in to start the brew, and uh, we've we've got our milled grain right up there in that in that grist case. And you start the water running, you get it to the right temperature, you open up the grist case, and nothing comes out. <laughs> and, and then, oh, and then, so we've, we've actually had some some pretty um, harrowing experiences with that particular part of the brew, mm-hmm. with uh, grain not going where it was supposed to go when it finally did start flowing. Right. Uh, a week or two ago, we were. Um, getting ready to whirlpool on the kettle mm-hmm. the day before I had worked on a pump and I oh, guess I oh, didn't no. have the clamp put back on no. all the way oh, no. <laughs> maybe I thought it was on and then just vibrations of the brew process of that point out. had loosened it enough that when we hit go on the pump to start the whirlpool beer just started mm. shooting out of the kettle and it's I mean so you grab it you, you kill the pump you close the valve and you're good but when you get beer all over the place or you get wort all over the place, it's just like, man, that wasn't, I wasn't planning on having to right. clean that up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That was not on the that schedule. Wasn't on the schedule for today. So going back to the question, Adam asked really about, you know, beers you don't like brewing. Is there any beers that you look forward to brewing or anything that you have like kind of bouncing around in your mind that you haven't been able to get out yet? There's nothing like that that... that so I keep a little notebook and, and I say, hey, here's something that I'd like to do. And, um, and those beers are always fun. Um, a lot of times they involve some kind of like weird adjunct. Um, I, I like chocolate and beers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, we've only ever once done a peanut butter beer. I know that a lot of people are probably like, oh, whatever. But um, we're, so we, we've got something planned for um, later in the fall or early winter where we're going to do like a, like a cookie base beer with the peanut butter and chocolate you know what i mean like those the mm, peanut yeah. butter blossom yeah so we've got got that coming out well you'll see me see me here when that oh, comes sure. out just oh, so cool. you know <laughs> i mean that's certainly not like a bucket list type brew but that's just one of those things where you're like what can i do that's going to be interesting for that time of year oh mm-hmm. i'll try that I, i'm a hophead i love hoppy beers so the beer that we brew most often here is, is our 
uh, mainstay IPA, Killer Diller. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, for as often as we brew it, it's one of the beers that I probably enjoy brewing the most. Fortunately, we brew it often. Right on. I mean, I know a lot of people like it. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam's not here, but he does like it. Well, <laughs> I know we were talking earlier, Steve, about uh, different smoke beers. I know you guys have your smoke and oats. That's a staple that's always on. Um, and you guys did recently the smoke cherry stout. Was there something else, you know, in that said notebook that you might try to bring out later on in the year with anything smoky? This is a selfish question. I yeah, no, no. That, I'm glad you brought that up because that actually is one of my favorite yeah. beers. And, yeah. and it's funny. I, and I tend to forget about it. It's always there. It's one of the four beers that we always have on tap. And it's it's a love-hate beer. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we have people who come here just to drink that beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have other people who, you know, I don't like bacon, I don't like ham, why is it in my beer? Right. Um, and it's not, but I mean, it has those, right. those types of, that's what you get from the smoked malt. Uh, I always tell people that, that my Desert Island beer, one of my Desert Island beers would be a, a smoked beer, like from, yep, absolutely. from the, you know, classics from Bamberg, Germany, yeah. mm-hmm. the Schlenkerla, any of their beers. Um, give me that anytime right because i know you guys always have that smoking oats on tap it's a staple here but one thing i just wanted to point out it's not common throughout the rest of you know around here so i definitely want to go out of my way to get some more smoked beers yeah (laughs) yeah they're not yeah i don't know why but i mean they're not totally common at all right but like like steve was saying one of the there's that one german brewery and i can't ever pronounce it because it's really long but they had they do just like a line of smoked beers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, all right. Oh, and okay. It's the Marzen that's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's is, just. Is it Bex? No, it's not. No. Bex. Okay. Thanks. That's right. It's either Schlenkerla or Schlenkerla. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's from Bamberg, which which is a region that's known for those types of beers. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Pretty much anything that they put out. Yep. Is is one of my favorite beers, yeah. but the the Martin in, yeah, the in particular. So that really distros awesome. anywhere around here, or I don't know, but you can you can How find do you it. Get that? Um, I used I, to find it at Market District, but I don't see it what? too often. Yeah. yeah, you can you can find it there sometimes. Um, I mentioned I, I live near D Six. Yeah, yeah. They, they so you see it there, yeah. man. I gotta step my game up because <laughs> i'm always shopping out for other people's tastes but yeah. that's one of my favorite yeah. tastes the beer. thing that's cool about their about their beers um you're going to want to question the freshness of a beer that's maybe a little more obscure okay. and one that that was imported like like that from that distance and you're not sure really how fresh it right. might be but, but the, if it's a darker smoke, beer that's okay the then, right? smoke in particular it really mm-hmm. has a, a powerful uh preservative effect okay. so. true so if it's a smoke porter or a smoke stout typically that's fine if it's aged. Or yeah, they, they will tend to hold up. Yeah. Okay. Now, whenever you guys are brewing different smoked beers um, here, is it typically just the, you know, smoked malts they're adding? Or what, what else it. It adds that That's taste? it. It's just, it's just the smoked malts. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And so the smoke and oats, um, we, when we first started brewing it, it was strictly beechwood smoked malt which is typical to the type of beers that you were talking about from Bamberg. And then we, just by mistake, I think one time we put in a, a, a grain order and we couldn't get the beech wood, so we went with a cherry wood, Ooh. and I really, really liked the character of it. Um, we, we did a, a couple of batches with straight cherry wood, and then I decided to blend the two, the, the beech wood and the cherry wood smoked malt, and that's where we are right now. All right. Yeah. Smoke notes, it's a nice blend. All yeah, right, that, just that, taking some uh, <laughs> taking some notes from my uh, next brew day. Your own, your own brew yeah. <laughs> aspirations, but yeah, I, I've been drinking that this smoked cherry on the side while we've been doing the episode. Oh, it's killer! 
Like that's just side review. Right. Oh, <laughs> Come yeah, get that right. as well. That's bonus content. Get <laughs> that on my Patreon. Head, I'm already thinking of a black and tan between the cinnamon ghoul and the smoked cherry. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at it too because yeah, I have you just Ooh, enough. Yeah, you were basically doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. That'd be a good black and tan. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just talk about it. Make it happen. I'll, I Let's will. Come I'll on. come back. I'll come back to it at the end of the episode. Or, <laughs> yes, well, at the end of the there segment. A mess right. Everywhere. Adam told me just to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Something else I wanted to touch on about Spoonwood, though, is I've noticed the I've noticed it a bit, and it's in the naming conventions of some of your beers. A lot of your beers have a lot of music theme to them. Uh, I know Coheed and Cambria comes into a lot of your Ooh. titles. You have one that's on tap that's a Judas Priest reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is what's behind that? Is like I know James, your assistant brewer. Yeah. He's a big music fan, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah, we both are. I mean, yeah. James loves heavy music. I do as well. Um, neither of us like, exclusively listen to that kind of music. <laughs> Music's a big part of my life, and so it was kind of a natural place to go for inspiration, for names. I don't love to just completely rip a song title, you know, verbatim for a beer name. Right. Mm-hmm. I do like to maybe take, take a look at lyrics, maybe maybe pull a lyric or That's something better, like, like my that. Opinion. Um, to be honest, for me, I, I would prefer it if it was something that wasn't readily obvious to the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, I end up with something that has some kind of connection or meaning for me and hopefully has a catchy or interesting name for the beer. And then, of course, it's going to be inevitable that we'll find people who do relate to it. (laughs) Um, And then it's kind of cool. Yeah, the Judas Priest one you mentioned. Yeah, the hell-bent for pleather. Hell-bent for pleather. So it's just stupid, right? We we were... James and I were having a few beers, and I don't even know how it came up, but we we had a laugh over that one. We're like, yeah, we definitely need to use that, and and, and that was that's James's recipe. And uh, I said, why don't you go for it? Let's just call it that. That's awesome. <laughs> and then the, the coheed thing, that that kind of, I mean, I so I did the good eye sniper beer, right. and to me, it was it was just like kicks for me. And then it turned into something where other people related to it. It was like, wow, there's really that many people who are, who who share the my interest in in that music and, oh, and this man. type of beer. So you built a community around it. <laughs> I did, and it actually like it's gotten to the point where I think I'm ready to maybe close the close the book on that one. To be hmm. perfectly honest, cool. yeah, I mean it's kind of it, it went in, in a direction that I didn't really intend it to. I didn't want to be like and Cambria okay. Brewery by yeah. right. right. We, we've done a few beers with names inspired by them, but like I said, maybe maybe it's run its course. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Is there, You mentioned some of them, though, are more kind of like close to the vest and just a reference that you would get. You want to share one that maybe people wouldn't have grabbed onto? God, I can't think of anything offhand. I mean, so I, I did the... I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons, or at least The oh, Simpsons yeah. for the first... I mean, how many seasons are they on now? Like 25 something or like something like that? Something like that. <laughs> So, like, The Simpsons, the first 10 to 12 years, I mean, I was fanatical about. Mm-hmm. And um, just the way that my mind works, I often will, like, like relate to daily happenings with, like, quotes or, like, things that, that, that I recalled from watching those episodes so many times. We did, so, one beer that, that ended up being a one-off, we never brewed it again, was, a, it was an obscure reference. Uh, there was an amusement park on an episode called Praise Land. It was like a... Like okay. a oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, we had a Praise Land Pale Ned Ale. Um, so, that one was, was more or less obscure. Um, and then we did a coffee stout called Imminent Percolations. 
Okay. And again, pretty obscure. Uh, it was a it was a Mr. Burns quote. Oh, all right. Um, and yeah, so Google that one. It's, actually, it's actually pretty funny. But again, something that maybe so that's an example of where we were able to take not a lyric but a quote. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Get it? Get a. A name for a beer that has some meaning to me right. and may or may not be. So it's not one of those like some breweries you see them, you know, social media that it's a blatant they changed one like letter off of the name of a show or something. Right, right. You guys actually put a lot of thought into it and took it like at least thirty five steps further. So that's not really always. Cool. I mean, one of our staple beers is Working Class Hero. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of John Lennon and the Beatles, and that was one of the beers that we launched with, and it was just like a straight up homage yeah to, to somebody that i've always really admired hmm. that's cool so you'll notice that uh steve and i are not talking right now uh the reason behind that is uh steve finally decided to combine the two i, I got down low enough in my in my taser glasses and, and I, uh and i gotta tell you dennis is making that's a good. <laughs> i gotta tell you that's good do you guys typically do any black and tans or anything where you mix if you ask yeah. nicely <laughs> yeah it's funny so we have it just so happens and it actually it happened last year and we've, we've got the two on tap this year we have our imperial style which is called dead goon and then we've got this pumpkin beer cinnamon goal and we started doing black and tans with that last oh year my God. nice so you've got this cinnamon goon Ooh. And people really like it. I actually had somebody come to me today and say, hey, can we take a whole growler of this this blend? And I thought, whatever. Is it like an sure. Easter egg type deal? Like if you know about it, ask for I it? I think we did it like, through social media it. last year. Okay. I didn't mention anything yet this oh, year. Oh, that's cool. But at least one person remembered and he asked for it. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, so it's a really good combination. McDonald's uh, secret menu stuff. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Easter egg? Yeah. Did we just find one? Well, I mean, also maybe try out this uh, smoked cherry in the, the cinnamon goal if you get a chance because that's that was good. Yeah. That works really well because mm-hmm. wow. that's smoky cool. and bright. Right. Yeah. I like that. The ginger <laughs> still sneaks out, which yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check plus. Check, Check plus. plus. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just going back a little bit to the music upcoming is Brutal Beer Fest on the October right. 20th. You guys usually obviously have something to do with it because James is, uh, yeah, you know. It's James's yeah. project. Yeah, it's right, one of yeah. James's babies. So. Right. Do you have uh, any exclusive info as to what beer you might be uh, presenting? Yeah, I think James put something out there today, so I don't think it's a secret. Um, oh, okay. We are, <laughs> we, we are fortunate enough to collaborate with a band called Through the Eyes of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And we sort of let them take the driver's seat. Um, we're actually we're going to brew the beer tomorrow, so it's not in the tank yet. But we went to them and said, what do you like to drink? It turns out that they are apparently um, craft beer guys, which, which is oh, right. oh, that's always helpful. makes oh, yeah, it that much sure. easier. They articulate exactly what they want. They, yeah. they did for the most part. They said, hey, we want to do a hazy IPA with mango. All right. And so we were like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Um, and then it was, well, what are we going to call it? And that's where it becomes a little bit like, you know, you want to leave it open, but at the same time, you know that you have to run a business here. And right. Keep, <laughs> you're going to put it on keep top certain parameters. Too. We will. Yeah. 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 So, um, no, they came to us and they, I think they have an upcoming, like, I think they're working on a new track that's called Annihilation of Expectation. That's what they want to call it. And I said, absolutely. That's, that's cool. a really yeah. cool name. That's badass. Wow. That's a good name. Annihilation of Expectation. I think that kind of works too, because usually when you think heavy metal bands and you think dark and you think black, mm-hmm. but if they're making a mango IPA, right, that's not the expectation. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> so like yeah, it. that works. 
yeah. double meaning there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Black Dahlia Murder just put out their own metal beer this week with Weyerbacher. Yeah. Huh, right. And it's like a, I think it's a rye IPA, but it's also really like 5%. So it's like hmm. drinkable. Oh, very nice. So it's not, yeah, it's not like killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Weyerbacher is also doing a collaboration with the headliner. Oh, yeah. With Dying, Dying Fetus. Fetus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm. They were the, it was like the winners by default. They, nothing against the band, but it's a pretty brutal name, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, that's intense. I, if you're running for president, don't. Don't run on the platform like of dying people. You're going to have to, exactly. You're going to want to get that lasered, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, they, they were the ones that, know your they're the ones that, that stepped up and said, yeah, we'll do, we're going to brew a beer with these guys. Fair enough. Yeah, we were talking to Meg when she was on a couple episodes ago and she was like, we're not sure who's going to brew with Dying Fetus. I That's mean, not everybody wants to attach their name to that. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm friends with one of the, so one of the places that I won't say who it is, but they signed on originally. And then there was something within the, uh, you know, family dynamics of the, the ownership oh, group. Oh, yeah. Was like, yeah. you know, this might not be the right Yeah, group. right. Damn it, Billy, you're not ready to take over the company. You're making decisions like this. <laughs> Very cool. But, I mean, yeah, October 20th, we can definitely look forward to more from yeah. Spoonwood and yeah, we'll see you all there. the other yeah, brewers. Yeah. Yeah. You guys all will the definitely other uh, see me there. Yeah. yeah. Hold down a booth. With well, that's where, we, box, that's where you know? we met you. So. Yeah, that is true. What was that, last year to yeah, that, that was, day? Yeah, that was last year's Steve brutal. came wandering over and said, what's these beer jellies? <laughs> so I tried and I was like, these are great. I'm Would drunk and like? hungry. What's up? You guys <laughs> met at Brutal? Yeah, yeah last yeah, year. That was cool. Would you like to be on a podcast? I think it's the best local beer fest. It is, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so anybody that doesn't have a ticket yet needs to get on that because yeah, they yeah. do still have some The community, the feel, like everyone there is there for each other and make sure everyone's having a good time. I personally have never seen something like that before. Yeah. So right on. it made me really realize that, Mike, you know, I'm, I'm in the right industry for sure. Right. Yeah, Fresh Rest was good. and like Fresh Rest was good. I maybe enjoy that you know, too. Like they can get up there yeah. you know, next year. But, like, mm-hmm. Brutal is still, like, is. light years ahead of every other they festival are, we have right absolutely. now. They are the standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what do you say we uh, we kick back to the uh, the cinnamon ghoul we got here? Mm-hmm. Uh, the early fall beer, as I like I think, to say. I think everybody's kicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all been drank. It's so all drank. That says it all right there. It's yeah. gone. Uh, once again, another easy review. Yeah. It's a good beer, and I drink it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a great, easy drinking. It, it, like, again, it's not heavy on the ABV. Mm-hmm. And it has that brightness to it that makes you want to co- keep coming back to it. Right. Yeah. I definitely beer. agree 100%. So you get that really cinnamon. It's true to its name, Cinnamon Ghoul. You get that good cinnamon on the nose, but as you drink it, you get uh, the, the ginger comes out and the brightness. It's a refreshing beer. It's not too pumpkin-y where you're questioning if you're basic or not. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just it's like uh, Adam and Steve said, it's really good. Don't judge me for my Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> you got the boots with the fur. <laughs> uh, okay, what do you say we take a quick break? Come back, segment three. Segment three. Okay. We're starting to put all your knowledge to the test. Oh. We'll be back, Hop Nation. Hey, Slackers. I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. We host American Slacker, the show that keeps you updated on all of the weirdest news around the globe. 
along with what's going on in the world of Xbox, music and movie suggestions, and fun interactive games. Every other week, we bring on interesting guests from all walks of life, from filmmakers to musicians, funeral directors to small business owners, and even Jeff Goldblum. What? No. We never got Goldblum, man. Oh, man can dream, can't he? American Slacker Podcast. New episodes every Wednesday. Available on Spotify, iTunes, and all of your smart devices. Or anywhere else, you know, you might happen to cop a podcast. They're downloading MP3s, not buying an eighth. I'm shutting this shit down. That's it. There you go. Alright, Hop Nation, we're back with segment three of episode 79 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Adam, what is our sports reference? Oh, hell, I don't know. Uh, you didn't think too hard, did you? You know what? Let's go with We Are Family. Sure. 79 Pirates. Sure. Drink to that. Yeah, yeah I there you go. That. Yeah, a little Willie right. Stargell. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Saved by the pops. You, you did your best. You got there. <laughs> Which isn't very good, but here we are. <laughs> And, of course, we have a third beer because we're here at Spoonwood Brewery. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to turn it over to Steve one last time to introduce this third beer. Um, So this one is called Freemang. We brew it once a year. And it's a hazy, juicy IPA. We use special yeast, which really plays up the fruitiness that we're getting otherwise from the hops. I think it finishes on the dry side despite it's um, having a really juicy quality. It's one of my favorite beers. Right on. Just out of curiosity, what is the ABV on this one? This one is six one. We brewed it a little bit um, lighter okay. this year than we than we have in the past. I think it was. I think we we've done versions that were up around seven, just over seven, okay. or high sixes. This year um, we went a little bit lower. And uh, can you tell us? Is it a single hop or is there uh, multiple hops? It actually is. Okay. Yeah, it, since you asked, yeah, it is. Um, this one, this one happens to be all Citra. Okay. okay. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Do any dry hopping or just all in the boil? No, it's actually. Um, I think the the character comes primarily from the dry hopping. Oh, okay. On, on the hot side in the boil, um, the hopping is really minimal. Mm. We put in when, when we reach boil, we, we're putting in just a sprinkling mm. of hops, just okay. to what you just do to there. Just a little bit, and not even for the bitterness. Really, we wouldn't put any in if if we didn't have to. From a practical huh. standpoint, you put the hops in; it gives a nucleation site for the the boil, and what it does is it, it helps. Um, at least you would hope it helps keep the kettle from boiling over. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that's the only reason behind it. For this style of beer, yeah, where you're oh, looking man, for cool. hops flavor and aroma with, yeah. without bitterness, yeah, um, yeah, the less hops that you can put in earlier in the boil, right, the better. Right, less bitter. Yeah, so the way that we hop this one, like I said, just a, just a sprinkling when, when we reach boil, and then after we kill the heat on the kettle um, and we start whirlpool, that's when we put in a, a, a bigger dose of hops, not a huge one, not, nothing crazy, but then most of the hops go into the fermenter. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Just looking at it though, it, it's lighter than orange juice, yeah. but it is it is completely opaque like orange juice. Right. Yeah. Based upon the explanation, there should be a ton on the nose when we get in close yes. to this guy. There totally is. And, and there yes, is. There <laughs> so is. Science works. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting good at this whole thing. <laughs> By my reasons of deduction. <laughs> but yeah, it's juicy. Mm. It's fruity. It is. Yeah. 
Oh, it's good. It definitely has that termination too of like a drier of yep. a drier IPA that yeah. it just kind of cuts off on the flavor, but yeah. it has that juiciness. Just kind of goes away. Yeah, in a good way. Right, in a good way, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't dry your palate out. Right, it's definitely a good beer to have after uh, the first couple that mm-hmm. we did. It really cuts through where you think your palate's already had a lot going on. That slices through anything. Absolutely, yeah. and it could also just act as a step to your next beer as right. well. Right. Yes. Because this will clean your palate off oh, pretty for well. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Damn, I'm I into it. Stop drinking it. <laughs> I'm into this. I like it. So, Adam, do you have a game for us? I do have a game for you. Mm. We are playing a very simple, simple quiz. It will be one versus one versus one. Okay. What we're oh. gonna do? We're just gonna go right around the table. Don't worry, Dennis. You get to play too. No, I thought of a, <laughs> that sounds like the uh, Steelers standing there for a second. One, one, and one. Yeah. <laughs> That's my sport. <laughs> that was a good one too. Was, thank you. Well executed. <laughs> Sports so, ball all around. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, obviously, in the in the first uh, segment, we were talking about the uh, turtle waste of time. Mm-hmm. The uh, the beer who is uh, benefits turtles, a worthy cause, obviously. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, charity work that breweries do around the nation. Hmm. So uh, this quiz is based around that. Dennis, since you are the guest host, oh, I am going to give you the option. Do you want to go second or third? Because Steve is going first. Brewer Steve. Brewer Steve, not, not regular Steve. Steve. I don't care about him. <laughs> you see how this is confusing? <laughs> yes. yes, I I'll, do. Uh, I'll go third. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, Brewer Steve, your first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. Okay. This brewery, famous for its Moose Drool Brown Ale, has partner- partnered up with its local church to produce the All Souls Ale, benefiting the church's charity foundation. Is it the Crested Butte Brewing Company? Big Sky Brewing Company, Deschutes Brewing Company, or Mountain View Brewing Company? Well, I didn't even need the multiple choice. I know it's Big Sky. Nailed it. Nailed it. Is that out of Montana? Person. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> when you know Charity. Yeah. Big Sky Country. Just <laughs> Yeah. And the Moose Drool. Moose Drool is a, is a really good beer as well. Uh, out yeah. on the west west coast, west side. West coast. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not a good person. I know no. beer, not charity. No. <laughs> I knew the Moose Drool. I've known you for a little bit now. Yeah. You're a good person. All, all, all you got to know is one or the other. Yep. Yeah. We don't, we don't judge on how you get the answer. Just that you get the answer. <laughs> so this is about charities. Immediately when you brought this up, I was like, we're going to figure out who's a good person or not. <laughs> and I'm terrible. <laughs> so regular, Steve, it is now your task. Neat. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. The Barroom Hero Pub Ale is a collaboration between Magic Hat Brewing and, and the Dropkick Murphys. All right, then. Never mind. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I'm, for, you know what? Screw you. I'm giving you a bonus question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the foundation is created by the band's frontman. What is the name of the frontman's foundation? Oh, uh, the, of his foundation? Yeah. Screw you. That wasn't the original question, but I'm changing it on the fly. Um... I'm going to make you lose. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't get the bonus question. I don't know. So the uh, the answer is the Clodile Fund. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Wait a second. I thought these were all multiple choice. They are, but he... he I, got, ah, yeah. See, Steve, you got to play dumb a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, well, <laughs> I, I dropped that way too quick. I knew he was going to ask if it was the dropkick. And, and it was. And it was. And it was. And I got okay. It. So, Dennis, are you ready? I was born ready. I like it. Let's make this happen. So, your question is, according to the Brewers Association, in 2016, craft brewers donated how much money to charity? Was it A, $15 million, B, $26.8 million, C, $44.6 million, or D, $73.4 million? C. 
You locking that in? Locking it in. You See, are, you are wrong. I knew it. You <laughs> are wrong. It, uh, it is actually D. Seventy three point oh, four million dollars. Would you have guessed Good that? For craft brewers. Yeah, brewers exactly. Things. I would have gone with C because isn't that <laughs> yeah, that's what the I answer did. that you are, you're always supposed to go with C, right? Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> Except in this case. Well, it just sounds like an astronomical amount of money. I know small breweries, like, it mm-hmm. takes everything that they have just to keep going and thinking of the future. I didn't know they had that much to give. Right. It just shows you that as humans, there's always more to give. And just so you know, uh, that is up from $71 million, uh, that was donated in 2015. So shows you people that drink a lot of beer are good people. It's true. I mean, we're here. We're good people. We drink beer. <laughs> Brewery Steve, are you ready for your second question? I'm ready. Okay, your second question. Dave and Quinn Rathcamp started what brewery in 2012 in Marble Falls, Texas, with the goal to donate 100% of profits to charity? Is it the Save the World Brewing Company, the Today Me, Tomorrow You Ale Company, the Holer Roller Brewing Company, or Shiner? You said shine. I did. It's not shine. <laughs> or shiner. And <laughs> so, eliminate. Um, God, I don't know the answer. Um, the second one. You're going with today, me, tomorrow, you? Yes. You are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually shiner. No. <laughs> uh, no, it is actually the Save the World Brewing Company. Excellent. It's the other Texas shiner, the one that's spelt with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> Low budget. <laughs> So the story behind that is actually uh, Dave Rathcamp was actually part of a, a Bible study group, and the conversation came up about uh, how to use your talents to to help out your fellow man. Huh. And Dave was a, a home brewer, and he was pretty good at it. So him and his wife decided that they were going to start a brewery, uh, at which point all profits would go to charity. So how they say in business? They, they have, Donations probably from other people. Well, not only that, but they take care of their uh, business expenses first. Okay. Yeah. But then all, right, all, all that profits. So paid for and everything. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so just a little hat That's tip cool. uh, to the brew studs uh, on that one. I got their, that information mm. from their website. So a little hat tip to them. I got some good stuff on there. They do. So, regular Steve. Yes. Are you ready for your second question? So Could be. <laughs> he regular came Steve, not special in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you the opportunity to switch things up a little bit. I don't want to. You want to go five? You want to go six? You want to go seven? Go seven. Seven. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. The laughs, when Adam laughs, it's never good for you. <laughs> so, Budweiser donated how many cans of fresh water to the American Red Cross to help with the efforts of Hurricane Florence this past September? Was it 75,000 cans, 150,000 cans, 300,000 cans, or 500,000 cans? 300,000. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. Wow, that was so quick. I was actually read you that. said water, did you mean their actual beer? No. <laughs> you know. But no, they, they, they actually have a, a separate can, can design where it's a white can. It just, it's, it's just plain as yeah. water. Like yes. if you ever watch it. Is it still a, made out of, I don't know, the aluminum or whatever cans are made yeah, out of? Yeah, it's, it's still their cans. It's just, have you ever seen, um, uh, have you ever seen the show Lost? Yes. And you remember how just how plain every all of the stuff on the island, the Dharma Initiative, all their products were? It's, it looks like that. Huh. Right. Yeah. It just says she water. 300,000 cans. It's yeah. admirable. Uh, just to, to bring a little bit of a, a different scale to this, that 300,000 cans equates to about six trucks. Mm-hmm. Six so, trucks. About six trucks. So, I mean, yeah, that's still a lot of water. Yeah. But it's six trucks. Yeah. It's six mm-hmm. trucks of water. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not to be outdone... Uh, Miller Coors has also donated 
Uh, I believe they are up around 200,000 cans themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all, all the big macros. Yes, we know they're all evil. They're all terrible. Uh, but they're really not uh, in that regard. In they that are regard. Able, yes. Uh, they are a, able and willing to donate mass amounts of, of water for that. Uh, there are local craft breweries uh, that were affected by Florence that also helped out. There was a, uh, hmm. a craft brewer in Charlotte uh, that filled up all of, their, all of their tanks with clean water. Uh, and once everything blew through... They said, if you need water, come to the brewery. We'll give you fresh water. Oh, that's, cool. that's awesome. So, Dennis, are you ready? Let's do this. I will give you the option of number five or number six. Five. Okay. Here's your softball. This annual event, now over a decade old and one of Pittsburgh's oldest, is a homebrew event that raises money in the fight against cystic fibrosis. Is it the Big Pour, Brewing Up a Cure, the Winter Warmer, or the All-Star Beer Festival? Brewing Up a Cure. Boom. Dennis got a point. Dennis got a point. Dennis got a point. Very nice. I was like, I could do this one. (laughs) You did. You did. And and honestly, that's one of my favorite events of the year. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it greatly. Fortunately, we weren't able to make it. Right. Because they switched up the date on us. (laughs) (laughs) They did. You guys showed up. There was nothing there. (laughs) They they pushed it forward to end of September instead of, usually it's in October. Mm. Yeah. So, I got one more question. This one's for all the peanuts. Okay. This is a free-for-all question. Uh, first person to answer. So, like, how do we we tap it in? Or? Sure. All right, cool. I mean, you could. I mean, I'm ahead right now with two points. You could just give it to Brewer Steve. Okay. And uh, see, you know. Out there, I don't. He saves for all the peanuts. Yeah. That means right. multiple points. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll have a flannel off. Because <laughs> <laughs> Steve right. is not wearing flannel. Screw Regular you. Steve is not <laughs> yeah. wearing flannel. Okay. So this is the flannel off, gentlemen. Are you ready? We're ready. Let's do it. Okay. This local brewery's yearly charity event transports a keg of beer via bicycle through Pittsburgh before being tapped at the end of the ride. Dennis. East End. Champion, right there. <laughs> <laughs> at first, I was like New Belgium, but then Ooh, you said local, and I was correct. like, ah, common denominator, East End. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well done. I believe everybody's a winner. Yes, everybody's a winner today. Yes, so, up with people. I- I'm a winner because I have got this beer. The yeah. free main. <laughs> <laughs> that beer is so tasty. I can notice because Dennis, you have hammered the end. It's all gone. It was yeah, just Dennis so good. <laughs> but we got to talk about this beer for just a yeah. quick second. Good beer. We'll drink it again. So you actually liked it. I do. It's an I, IPA and you actually liked it. The reason I like it is because it doesn't stick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like a lot of other IPAs have that hop residue and they just have that... that that's Those IBUs that's hanging out in your mouth. Stupid hoppy aftertaste. That now, now, Steve, I understand you're an IPA guy. You're a hop head, and I get that. I, however, am not, and I absolutely abhor beers that stick around with that hop aftertaste. Like you've just been chewing on a hot pellet for way too long. Do you not like the bitterness of it? It is, is the it? bitterness, right? Okay. Right. And so these these hazy IPAs, these tropical kind of IPAs, are I, I can't say they're a saving grace. But I can appreciate them a lot more than a, a you know, punchy-in-your-mouth IPA where you've got, you know, they're just shoving a hot pellet right in your face. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of those. <laughs> these ones these ones I can appreciate a lot more. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, that was a thing once upon a time. I mean, not too long ago. Where right. It was like the, the IBU arms race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> right. The space race for right. IBUs. <laughs> I still enjoy a six-point resin, so <laughs> this is obviously still, right. Yeah, the, yeah this I'll is like still, nice yeah, I still like over-the-top hops, but mm-hmm. it has to be well-placed. Like, I have to be, if I'm drinking that, that's either all I'm drinking or that's the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah, if you're getting something that's a palate wrecker, yeah. including the Green Flash palate wrecker, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that usually kind of ends your drinking, you right. know. 
through night. Yeah, you yeah. can drink only that. Mm-hmm. But this one isn't like that. No. You can, like I said at the beginning of the segment, this is almost like a palate cleanser. Like if you've been drinking something dark or something heavy or something smoky, you can swi- yeah. yeah, yeah, you can switch it up with this and then continue on with something else. Yeah, right. I agree. Sorbet course, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, they have that good menu, so he learns the things. That's right. <laughs> learns all the things. So I feel that it is time. Time for the podium. We got to We got to rank them. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So Dennis, I am going to make you go first. What was your bronze? What was your silver? What was your gold? Unless you don't want to go, then I'll don't go. Don't let me go first. Okay. I think. All right. I'll go first. Uh, in the bronze medal position, and, and this is something that I have said a lot, but I'm going to say it again. These are all good beers. I don't think there's a bad beer in the bunch. So for a beer to be in the bronze medal position is not a detriment, unlike past episodes where there are bad beers. There's yeah, Canadian will, beers. Yeah, we'll point them out when they're bad. Right. but these They're are, not bad tonight. <laughs> they are, these are not bad beers by any stretch of the imagination. And so, essentially what it comes down to is my personal taste of style. So, with that one that we just had, is coming in the bronze medal position. This hazy IPA. I can appreciate what it is, but it is not the first one that I would have grabbed off the menu. Uh, and then, then again, that just goes back to my personal taste. In the silver medal position, I'm going to put that cinnamon ghoul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in a fairly tight race, uh, but I like that beer. It was it was a lot brighter, as you as you said, uh, Steve. It was a lot more drinkable. I don't think there's a lot of of those fall beers that that address the early part of fall, and this one does that swimmingly. It does it really well. A lot of the pumpkin beers and a lot of the you know the Oktoberfest, a lot of those beers can get a bit heavy. This one stayed light, and I like that about this beer. It addresses that when, when the leaves just start to change. And it addresses that time of year. And it, it, it does it fantastically. However, in the gold medal position, I, I think you know which one you're gonna, I'm going to have to go with because it's the only one left. Uh, the Turtle Waste of Time. The Black, the black Lager. I like that one. That was a really easy drinker. Uh, Dennis said it just fantastically. That's the kind of, kind of beer that you can grab. You can drink four or five of while you're playing pool, playing darts. Uh, and I, I find it to be a, a very utilitarian beer, and I don't mean that as an insult. Uh, it's the kind of beer that you can take pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can take it to the highest of highs, you can take it to the lowest of lows. Uh, it's just a really good beer. And it's in cans, so you can literally take it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Transportable. Yep. That's all I got. Dennis, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I'll go ahead and go regular right. Steve. I don't want to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, don't I give me actually, a title. <laughs> be quite similar to Adam for sure. So my bronze category would be the Freeman. It was uh, super delicious, really palate cleansing, really tasty. Um, but compared to the other ones, they just uh, it swayed me a little bit more, like Adam said. Uh, it's just your personal preference because there was no bad beer here tonight for sure. Um, so the second... Uh, place would definitely go to the cinnamon ghoul at silver. Uh, definitely addresses a lot of issues I have with a lot of pumpkin beers out there in the industry. Um, it's very, very cinnamony up front on the nose, so you know that it's early fall. It smells really, really good, but it doesn't wreck your palate and leave that that you just ate a can of pumpkin puree <laughs> sitting in your mouth. So it's really good, really refreshing, but my, my favorite absolutely hands down was a total turtle waste of time it just like i said earlier um on this uh episode it's 
I wouldn't change anything about it. I can drink that black lager wherever I am, whether it's a campfire, playing darts, at a wedding, whenever it is, I would never get tired of it. And I can drink that every single day of my life. Damn. Cool. Well, I think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to diverge too, too much. Okay. But I think uh, in the bronze, I'm actually going to put the cinnamon ghoul. I like it. It's really bright. It's refreshing. And like Dennis said, it's different from a lot of the things that are out on the market. It's also not overly malty or overly sweet, which is some something that happens sometimes. The uh, I'm thinking of the blockhouse. Uh, that oh, yeah, God. the blockhouse is a bit much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I definitely really enjoy the cinnamon ghoul though because it's just like such a nice, easy, bright drinker. Silver, I'm gonna give to the Freemang, the hazy IPA. I like it a lot. It's easy to drink. It's refreshing again you know the, all these beers that we've had tonight are just like nice sure. and easy and refreshing like you, nothing is hurting you too much although i think if the dead goon was on the show Ooh. that would probably win i do like that <laughs> one a whole lot um uh, and and so gold again is also going to go to the black lager it, it i'm really surprised by this too because i'm not the biggest lager fan i'm not the biggest you know like i don't always like those but i can definitely see myself like ordering a picture of this mm. to play darts yeah, like then you know absolutely. like dennis said this is such an easy drinker this is an anytime drinker for the fall like you can put it at any event if you bring it to a football party or you know take it anywhere you want it's there it, it's what it's good for mm -hmm. And it's kind of a shame that it only comes out right now for a charity event. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's kind of a shame about that. Well, if it's going to come out for any event, it might as well be a charity event that for turtles. That's correct. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, but with that, we're going to turn it over to Brewer Steve. And now it's our favorite time to make the brewer rank their babies. <laughs> you love all your children. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's going to be personal preference for mm -hmm. me as well. Probably... Like I said, I like hoppy beers, so I like the Freemang um, just for the type of beer that it is. Drinkability, I think that the Black Lager would win over that, but I'm going to put the Black Lager second, so I'm going to say Freemang free is, is my go-to. The Black Lager I'm really into right now, which is typically the case with whatever beer is freshest for us, <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, I'm into this right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not afraid to say that I like some pumpkin beers. We're really happy with the way that the cinnamon goal turned out this year, um, but I'll put that one third on the list. Awesome. Still your time, because just give out any plugs or anything upcoming at Spoonwood, anything you want to talk about, just as a final plug to let everybody know all the good things that are going on here. I mean, you got you got so much. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, well, like you said, I, I think you said that this is going to be out the day before. Yeah, this will be uh, out on Friday. So. Uh, the day before we, we do the, the turtle release. So we've got that coming up on Saturday um, where you can get the cans or the little, the limited draft of the Black Lager. Uh, the next day we've got, a, got the Cornhole Tournament where mm -hmm. there are still a few spots left open. And actually the latest thing, it's, it's fresh on my mind right now, um, one of the companies that we source hops from just put out a blend of hops that was selected by a few um, veteran-owned hmm. breweries. And so they're calling it, um, obviously enough, the Veterans Blend. Okay. And the hop company themselves will donate a certain amount of money for each pound that they sell. And we, we sign up to, to get a certain amount of those hops. Yeah. And we're going to do a beer. 
um, and we're going to release it on Veterans Day, not Veterans Day Observed, which would be a Monday. Um, right. Veterans Day is actually Sunday this year, which, right. for, which we're open for. So um, this is the latest project that I have on my mind. I just came up with oh, it this past week. So yeah, awesome. we're going nice. to do some type of hop forward beer and put it out. And um, this will probably be another charity type beer that we're going to do. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. What that was that hop company called? Um, that's Yakima Chief. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So the main guys there. Yeah. 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 I might have to jump on and try to get a pound of that. <laughs> <laughs> fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Oh well, yeah, and of course, Brutal Beer Fest, October twentieth, and Ooh, can't wait for that. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> that's super that's, exciting. Yeah, <laughs> we're all going to be there. I think so. Yep, yep. Every one of us. <laughs> cool. Well, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should. Just search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Music Play. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. And that's the biggest crime in the world. It still helps our show grow. And it also helps our show grow by you just telling your friends to listen to the Hop Nation USA. And that's all I've got for this week. I want to thank Steve for coming on and making time for us and giving us some delicious beers. Yeah, dynamite. There's, there's still Super plenty tasty. more. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah, there's still plenty more that we didn't talk about. Oh, I'm yeah. going home with a growler. And, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to get that pizza, so I might take some of that dough at least. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd also like to thank Dennis for coming on the show again. Anytime, guys. We, uh, we sure. agree. always appreciate it when you're here on the third mic. Uh, it's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. If you guys are looking to connect with me, check out firsthitbrewbox.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, rarely. I know Steve yells at me all the time about that. Uh, but Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. We feature a different brewery every month. We get cool, unique beer swag from that brewery. And we partner small mom-and-pop-owned businesses over the U.S. that make cool things out of beer. We send it to your house. We make it easy. Life is good. Life is good. Right on. Well... From the best brewery on Baptist Road, (laughs) I'll say a good night.